Hello, it's Louise again with episode 5 of the Knit British Podcast. This episode, Grab Your Oars. Welcome in again. So pleased to have you join me. A great big hello to listeners old and new. This episode, I have a little bit of news. A book review of Knitting Yarns, Writers on Knitting, compiled by Anne Hood. I've cast on and cast offs. And there's a wool shop shout out when I go and visit Jess at Ginger Twist Studios in Edinburgh. So grab your whip, grab a cuppa, and let's go. Well, first up, a little bit of news. You might remember that in episode three, I was musing on the idea of starting a Ravelry group. I never can never quite say Ravelry, Ravelry, Ravelry group. Starting a Ravelry group. <laughs> a lovely, lovely, a lovely Ravelry group. <laughs> I did this. And so, lovely listeners, if you haven't already joined, you can find the Knit British group on Ravelry and you can join in. We've got a couple of threads going there. Start chatting, start any threads that you wish that you think might be of interest to the other members of the group. We have a Desert Island Knits thread which is a bit fun. Uh, If you go on there there are some excellent examples of some people's luxury items. Hmm, I I haven't vetoed any yet. (laughs) Um, But go on there and um, and do have a read and do join if you so wish. Uh, it'd be lovely to have you in there. We have over 100 members already. I decided when we were at about 90 members that it would be nice just to have a little silly giveaway when we hit 100. And so when we hit 100 members, I had a little draw from the members list and Night Swimmer was the lucky winner. I wasn't quite sure what to get. Sorry, I have co-host Jeremy the cat with me at the, at the moment who's rambling about the bedroom she was under she was under the covers but got too hot obviously she just leapt out yeah I wasn't sure what kind of prize to give but it's just me I'm I'm knit British and um, you know I, I'm not a company I don't sell anything I don't make any money but I did want to send just something just to say thank you and thank you for joining so um but also it had to be something that was postable because it might have had to go as far as um western australia so i selected a couple of really lovely items from the shetland museum and archives um they have a lovely shop there which is which is online and there's some really really beautiful products featured in shetland textiles and so i selected a document holder or pattern holder which was adorned with some vintage Shetland patterns uh, and pattern adverts uh, or or a little notebook covered in um, selections of Fair Isle from the collection at the Shetland Museum, Um, a little Fair Isle knitted badge and some bookmarks and um, some Shetland fudge. So that winged its way. It didn't end up going to Western Australia. It only (laughs) went up going to Edinburgh but to a very deserving winner, Night Swimmer. We'll maybe have another giveaway when we get to 500 members and that'll just be again something small and postable uh, and from Shetland but um, mostly to say thank you for being part of the group. Maybe we'll see you over there. <laughs> this week I've been reading Knitting Yarns, Writers on Knitting, edited by Anne Hood. It just came out this year. I was very fortunate that a friend and 
a colleague at the library had seen it coming in and put it aside for me. I don't know why, I mean, it's not like I talk about knitting and wool the whole day or anything. <laughs> um, but it was very kind of her to do that, and my head is in this book at any opportunity. It's a collection of essays by writers with the common thread of knitting and yarn and people and how we're connected and tied together. I knew some of the writers before, Barbara Kingsolver, Anita Shreve, Sue Grafton and Elizabeth Berg, but there are over 25 contributors and there are actually also five patterns in the book as well by Helen Bingham which I think is a really nice touch. The memoirs in this book are just, they're so striking. And what struck me most of all of the memoirs is that knitting firmly occupies a place in the writer's hearts and for so many different reasons. For some, it knitted them closer to loved ones like uh, Andre de Bus, who wished to create something for his aunt, but it also brought him closer to his girlfriend in a way that, that he never imagined. And who'd learned to knit to get through the grief of losing her daughter. The connection for Hope Edelman um, as she watches her children learn to knit. You know, she thinks about her late mother's knitting skills and the underlying emotions there. Most of the writers learn the things that all knitters eventually learn. Um, this portable, relaxing, obsessive uh, hobby that we all get enthused by. And we all learn patience and we learned that we need to persevere with things. We learned that mistakes need to be corrected, as quite a few of the writers realise. Um, I should quote this one from um, Anne Hood's essay, Ten Things I Learned From Knitting. The next morning, when Jen came to open the store, she found me waiting by the door. I finished, I announced, holding out my lump of tangled yarn. Finished, she said, laughing. Why, it's all wrong. And with that, she slid the stitches off a needle and gently pulled, sending all my hard work into the air, unravelling. I gasped. To me, a writer, that was like hitting the delete button without revising instead, but Jen just smiled at me. Don't worry, she said. I'm just going to fix it. Fix it? In knitting? She had begun to cast on again. You can fix everything. The writers in the book also um, discover the joy of sharing knitting in groups or one-on-one or with your children and how it can help to get you through situations and of course it connects it connects us to others knitting connects us to the people who taught us and who we pass the skills on to martha frankel she puts so much love and good thoughts and she hopes clarity into an item she knits for a friend who's going through changes after becoming involved with a cult and the act of knitting connects you to someone in ways you you would possibly never think i often used to think that those who don't knit just don't understand all this and you know how we strive to learn and perfect and create um, but Elizabeth Searles notes from a nervous non-knitter and Elizabeth Berg's The Pretend Knitter show that connections to wool knitting actually can run deep even if you've never picked up the needles um, I really 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 enjoyed this book and I really enjoyed Barbara Kingsolver's Where to Begin which is a beautiful poetic look at all the reasons and situations why your knitting bag is your closest friend really of course where it really begins is with um, the sheep and if you would permit me to read you another little bit everything starts of course with the sheep and the grass beneath her greening scalp the earth frets and dreams and knits herself wordless between her breasts on all hillsides too steep for the plough the sheep place little sharp feet 
on invisible paths and lead their curly-haired sons and daughters onto the tart green blades of eternal breakfast. And then she goes on to say, The sunshine, heavenly photosynthetic host, sweet leaves of grass all singing the fingers electric that tingle to brace the coming winter, charged by the plied double helices of all creatures that have prepared and justly survived on the firmament of patience and swaddled children. It's all a piece of knitting, all one thing. I, I love that. And, I, you know, there's another bit where she calls her knitting needles her oars. And I really love that. Knitting can be a bit of a life boy sometimes. And, and now to sort of think of sort of sailing through any problem or weather, steering yourself through it with the set knitting needles and some yarn to help you plot your course. I really love that analogy. I really do. I wouldn't like to be without my oars. <laughs> Um, and for anyone else who likes knitting analogies, I would say that you should listen to I Wish You a Shawl episode of Caithness Craft Collective because that is really poetic and beautiful. And um, if you ever likened your life to any piece of knitting, then you should really listen to that. Anyway, I think this book would be a fantastic gift for a knitter. It's hardback. It's published by Norton. It costs fourteen ninety nine RRP. The only little niggle, the only little niggle that I have is that there are five patterns, but there are no pictures of the finished objects or schematics, which is lacking. I, I, I don't think I've ever knitted a pattern that didn't have a picture or a schematic. But if you were to go into Ravelry, then you would see that there are photographs um, of, of the projects. But yeah, I was, I was a bit sad about that. There could have been, would have been nice to have had that. But definitely one for Knitter's Library, Knitting Yarns, Writers on Knitting, edited by Anne Hood. Check it out. Check it out of your library if you can, because let's all support libraries. They're fantastic. Um, but if you so wish to buy it, it costs about fourteen ninety nine. Cast on, cast off. I have only cast off one thing since the last time we spoke, which is the Age of Brass and Steam Shawl. But it's not the Age of Brass and Steam Shawl because it's the reverse of the Age, in brass, <laughs> Age of Brass and Steam Shawl. It's my fault. <laughs> Didn't read the pattern very well. It's a triangular shawl knit in double knit weight, which makes it lovely and warm. It's a kerchief sized shawl. I knit mine in Viola from John Arbin. It's the cinnamon colourway and it's uh, lovely fiery oranges. I wanted to get something cast on with it, with this yarn, so that I could tell you guys how wonderful the yarn was. So I was more concerned with getting it cast on and knitting a little bit of it to tell you all about it. And I didn't really realise that I was knitting the pattern wrong. The, the construction of the pattern is that there is a stockinette section then a garter section, then uh, a series of eyelets, then another garter row, then a stockinette section again and repeat. But what did Louise do? Louise knitted a garter section. <laughs> then there's a sort of stockinette eyelet section. Then there's another garter section. So I, I did it a little bit wrong. But I thought, you know what, I'm just going to 
just going to stick with it. <laughs> I love garter stitch anyway and it's lovely squishy yarn. It's going to look lovely and you know what it does and I have hardly had it off from around my neck since I cast it off. For those of you who didn't listen to the the episode where I reviewed the yarn, it's uh, it, it's a, it's a, a merino yarn which has been colour blended so it's lots of different colours of comb tops which are then blended into one yarn which gives an effect of it being hand dyed and it's really has some really beautiful characteristics and it is so soft and after having worn it goodness knows how many times it's still really squishy and full of air and it's really lovely and I would highly recommend the pattern it's a great pattern I have knit triangular shawl before but this would be great starter um, pattern. I actually knit a little bit more onto, onto the last section because I had extra yarn I just knit to the end of the ball. It takes uh, 250 metres. Um, I think I'm right in saying that but I'll put all the links on the show page. Really really lovely. Really really lovely. I'm so pleased with it and the colour is lovely. I've had quite a lot of compliments on the colour and on the on the style. So um, if you when you see it on my Ravelry page you'll see, see that I've reversed the name so it looks slightly Danish or Scandinavian or something. But that's just me being silly because I had reversed the pattern. Um, so there we go, Age of Brass and Steam. Loving it. Actually, going to put it on right now because it's a bit chilly in here. <laughs> and I'm modelling it for you now. <laughs> um, the other thing that I'm knitting is Ramona, the cardigan by Elizabeth Smith. Loving this knit, guys. I really, really love it. I'm knitting it in Rennie. And a colour in, in the chunky lamb's wool, which has been discontinued now, I believe. The, the, this colour, which is a really, really sunny yellow. I have knit the body that I thought I was going to have stuck in it to Catatonia while doing this. Not the road rage kind of Catatonia, but <laughs> um, not the Welsh group Catatonia. Um, but just that, you, everybody knows that boredom of knitting on stock and stitch row after row. But it, I didn't have that at all. It knit up really quickly because it's a lovely iron weight. It's the first time in ages that I'm knitting a garment that I'm not modifying. By which I mean lengthening it. Lengthening it which I'm, I usually like to add an extra couple of inches onto the length of something. <laughs> but this time I thought, no, I'm going to knit it as is. Now it's a little shorter than I usually like, but it's not cropped uh, and currently unblocked. It's just above the belt. So I just, love, I just love the style. It's very clean. It's very simple. The bottom hem is about 10 centimetres of a rib that I haven't previously done before. It's K1, P1 across and then K and repeating those two rows. And I love the effect. I really do. It's a very, it's a very stable, sturdy um, stitch. Love that. Really love that. My only regret is that it's not on the other parts of the ribbing and the, I'm sorry if I'm sounding like I'm not speaking into the microphone because I'm, I'm fondling it uh, to my, my right hand side here it's just lovely um, yeah that this rib isn't continued on the rest of the ribbing I think I might do it on the cuffs um, the same kind of rib just because it's sort of adjacent to one another um, and I am on uh, just about um, the cuff of the first sleeve. Sleeves, oh yeah, I have I have had just a little bit of oh, doing the sleeves. Um, 
<laughs> just a little bit of oh this is boring but again it's not it's not taking terribly long I have had a lot of other things to do this week and and really my uh, is <laughs> is um, sort of that feeling of if I didn't have other things to do I would have done this a lot quicker and I would have finished it by now so loving that I have tried it on a couple of times I do think it's slightly bright for me but I think I'll get used to it and I do love it I absolutely adore the colour so it's just gonna have to it's gonna have to get used to me I think rather than me getting used to it the buttons though are the only thing that I've sort of had a slight problem with this because I found really pretty buttons from an Etsy seller the colour of the this sort of stain on the buttons were called coffee and I thought that was quite nice would be a really nice colour to go but it's slightly, it slightly blends with the cardigan. And that's not a bad thing. I've, I've got plenty of cardigans that have the same colour buttons as the yarn. I was just hoping for a slightly diff different contrast. The company also had the same buttons, but they're very, 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 very dark. So I'll see. I, I'll, um, I'll always have those buttons for something else because they're lovely. I'll put a picture up of them. They're quite, quite sweet buttons. Little um, sort of scroll cut out design on them um, very pretty but yeah I'm sure I'll find a button the other thing that I have cast on Carrie Westerman's Wedbeck shawl design love it <laughs> it has been a little bit slow progress because I've been wanting to and, and enjoying knitting the cardigan um, but I, but it's a beautiful pattern it's really beautiful I mean I'm big, such a big fan of garter stitch um, but it has a slip stitch um, design that's that grows out from the center. Oh, I love it! Grows out from the center, uh, and it's it's going to be a really warm shawl. I'm knitting it in Jimison and Smith in that orange yarn that I told you about um, a couple of episodes ago. Probably about halfway through it, but it's it's a it's a really lovely knit, and the increases are done. It's one of these little th little things. I'm not so great at um, at making ones. <laughs> I always make one the wrong way, usually, <laughs> um, and it, it's a bit baggy or it's a bit. But the increases in this are done into the into the knit stitch in a way that you the garter stitch in a way that you you just can't see. You you can't tell that it's been increased there. It's it's lovely. And let's not just talk about the tree drinks blanket. Let's just not talk about it, okay? It's still there. Let's not talk about it. We'll shop shout out. This is one with a with a difference because. The last couple of times it's been online shops, but this time I visited Ginger Twist Studio in Edinburgh, and Ginger Twist Studio is on London Road. It's my first Knit British podcast interview. Now, you might think that's a lie, Louise, because your first Knit British podcast interview was with Joe and Mika of the Edinburgh Art Festival. Well, that's true. That was the first broadcast one. The first interview was that same day with Jess, so Jess will always be the gal who popped my podcast interview cherry. <laughs> we talked a little bit about our store and her ethos behind the shop and our hand-dyed yarns and then the lovely Claire Devine came in, author of Sock Anatomy, and it was great. We all got on like house on fire and we laughed and laughed and laughed. Chaps, I was there for nearly two hours. <laughs> and I've had to edit this down to 20 minutes please appreciate <laughs> that after being there I felt that I had really met some kindred yarn chums but after editing those two hours I was like oh did we have to laugh and talk so much 
No, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I seriously had a fab time and it was lovely to meet Jess and Claire, who I've spoken to on Twitter before um, quite a few times. It was really great to get to meet them. I, I'm quite aware that microphones are intrusive and set questions are a bit... Of course I had questions to ask and things I wanted to speak about but I quite like the organic kind of interview where we just talked and had a really good conversation. I should say that there, there because it, you know there are big edits it was two hours and I've, I've got it down to 20. The sound is a little bit atmospheric. Uh, Jess's shop is Bijou but it's pinned with beautiful things um, but it's right on the main street so there is the regular bus going past and the odd car horn and actually at one point I think I hear people speaking outside the shop <laughs> like just walking past uh, I can hear that I've, I have been told that things I hear aren't the things you hear but still I like to be able to tell you that it's atmospheric and by now you should know that my recordings are a little bit atmospheric but again I hope it'll just make you feel like you're there with us of course a couple of times I forgot we were sort of recording so <laughs> because we're having such a good time so you are allowed to totally raise an eyebrow and tut when you hear me asking Claire <laughs> about afterthought heels because the description is totally visual. <laughs> There's no two ways about it. It's a visual description um, for audio. But to be honest, if like me, you had not really heard of terms like that before and you're not sure about, um, about afterthought heels and sock construction then you should just totally buy Claire's book Sock Anatomy because it's a perfect, perfect guide. But I, <laughs> I allow you that raised eyebrow and tut at that, that moment. But again, it's all part of the fact that we were having such a nice time. <laughs> um, you'll hear Jess drop a couple of secret hints. One of these I can tell you about later on. Another I still don't know about. But for now, grab a cuppa or a beverage of your choice and join us at Ginger Twist Studio for a wool shop shout out. Okay. Oh yes. Okay. So I should say that this is my first ever outside <gasps> broadcast. <laughs> in Ginger Twist Studio in Edinburgh, and I'm with Jess. Hello. hello. Yes. Hello. <laughs> so first of all, I wanted to ask because your shop's nearly a year old now, isn't it? Yeah. Well, in June it'll be a year old. And so, what was? Mm -hmm. the, have you always wanted to have a little shop? Always, always. I mean, I learned to knit when I was probably about twelve, and just you know, as you're when you're young, you kind of play shop or whatever and I just always fantasized that I had a wool shop um my allowance didn't really cover um much more than acrylic <laughs> we all start with acrylic I yeah think. we all exactly. start somewhere yeah especially when you're young you know making dolls clothes or whatever <laughs> um or teddy bear teddy bear suits whatnot I've just noticed your left hand as well. I am yes indeed so that was a big challenge um for for my nana to teach me how to knit she kind of had to try and reverse everything I think a lot of people will just try and teach left-handers the right-handed way, which I don't approve of. I don't like. I'm like, I'm very much mm -hmm. like, I want to learn the way that... The way that you should yeah, learn. Exactly. Yes. Because I, I guess if you're left-handed, you have to conform to right-handedness quite exactly, a lot of time. Exactly. <laughs> so I get quite, I get uh, quite upset when I, when I have to do that. Or if people tell me I'm knitting the wrong way and I'm like... There, well, there is really no wrong way no. to knit, you know, as long as you get the desired result. I think that's fine. the thing. I th well, it's uh, whatever works for you. I think it's true. There's no right or wrong way. It's whatever works yeah. for you. 
So, what's your inspiration behind the shop? Tell me. Well, it's got a, a very good, a very unique style. I can tell it's very personal. Well, I think it's just all the stuff that I like. Well, okay, first of all, it started out, my pal did my logo. Yes, the and that's, then it's, it just kind of all formed around that in a way. So do you have a cat? I always mean to ask I this. I don't. I don't actually have a cat. <laughs> I have two dogs. Um, but, you know, like cats and wool just go together so well. They do. But we had been talking like about logo concepts and I, you know, had a couple ideas. I didn't really know what I wanted. And he was kind of like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, doodle and whatnot and see what I come up with. And he's a great, fantastic artist. His name's Sean Casey. Um, but anyways, so he kind of doodled a couple of the concepts that I had and then I didn't really like them. We were kind of like, yeah, they look quite cold and not very welcoming. And then he had just on the off chance done this wee kitty and he's like, yeah, you know, I was just thought you would look very nice as a ginger cat, you know, so it's meant to be me. So it's you. Yes. It's the embodiment of exactly. you in cat form. Exactly. In cat form. Yes. I See the glasses it. and everything. I love it. So, um, anyways, just saw that, and, you know, that was the first sketch as well that he did. Yeah. So, yeah, luckily, he gave it to me and everything. Then, you know, just kind of around that, like, really the kind of vintage aspect and just the playful, fun, vibrancy sort of. It's just a bit quirky, you know. But that's mm -hmm. what we were saying before about Edinburgh didn't have any yarn shops before, apart from, yeah. I suppose, John Lewis and Jenner's. Yeah. And then a few came along at once. But I think it's really lovely to see a and shop it's character. Great. With all the shops here now that have opened up, we all stock different things so we can all get along. It's great. And what about the, the yarns that you stock? Were they quite a... Did you do a bit of research or were they quite yeah, a... Well, I think I definitely wanted to stock some Cascade because mm. I knew from the beginning because I knew I really liked Cascade mm -hmm. and it's kind of hard to get here. Like, it's not stocked yeah. in a lot of shops. So I definitely wanted to do that, but it's the, the yarns I carry have definitely evolved since I've been open just because you know finding what sells well and what people like and you know I had started kind of New Lanark was kind of my first Scottish wool experience yeah. I do too yeah. um but then that was kind of like all of my stock and then I just kind of decided to kind of branch out so now I carry like the Brigantia, West Yorkshire Spinners and Lofty mm -hmm. and um yeah, it's really, it's nice to have a good, a good range. Yeah, yeah. And I have such a wee shop as well. I have to yeah, be very careful so well. about... <laughs> and you can really, um, in, like, imaginative with your, how you size beautiful. There's yeah. yarn hanging up and you've got... I love the sideboard, actually. And my <gasps> granny had a, a very similar um, mm -hmm. sideboard. That is my favourite piece of furniture. <laughs> I mean, I would never get rid of it. And you do um, classes as well. How have they been yes, going? Yes, really well. Bala did uh, workshops twice a week. But now she's on maternity leave, so mm -hmm. she her baby is due like any minute now. <laughs> um, but now I've got uh, Claire, who's hoping to stop yeah, by a bit later, doing kind of the brunt of the workshops. But oh, she's so clever, <laughs> and she's always suggesting like, oh, we should do this, and I'm like, yes, absolutely, <laughs> go yes, for it, absolutely. <laughs> do, you do, quite, do you do quite a range from beginner to? Um... Um, most of the ones now, I think we need to do some more kind of beginner related workshops. Like we have, we have a very, just very beginners basic doing some wristies, um, and then kind of some more just like short rows and magic loops. So those are kind of our more beginner ones, which I'd like to expand more, mm. but then Claire is really keen on doing quite interesting technical ones, like socks two at a time and kind of just wow. a, like a heel master yes. class and 
beading, which is coming up soon. That's good. Actually, those are two things that I will need to make sure that I'm here for. Because, yes, yes. <laughs> because I'm scared of beads. Yes. Well, we're going to be doing two different beading workshops. So one just like a very beginner sort of beading on a wristy. Oh, So kind great. of a little, little pattern. So then you can just focus on the beading. Um, and then the other one that we're working on right now is um, a beaded shawl. Because yeah. they're so beautiful. And they, oh, the way gorgeous. that they hang. And socks is another thing that I... I, well, I have Claire's book. Oh, um, great, and yes. I'm, get, I'm going to be an auntie again in June. So perfect. that's perfect. And perfect to learn socks, I think. So Absolutely. that's my next. Once I get rid of the whips uh-huh. that are beside me at home, um, of which I have two big ones, then I think I'm going to start that. Because right. I can just imagine them flying off with these tiny little yes, socks. Yes, and it's a great way to practice kind of your technique because it's on a smaller scale. Yes. So it's not as big a commitment and, you know, you get done quite quickly. Yeah, I don't think you'd have the same second sock syndrome with little socks. Exactly. <laughs> Tell me about your dyed yarns. Was this something you always wanted to do? Well, or I did a wee bit before I opened the shop, but I kind of had this concept like, okay, you know, yeah, if I open the shop... I'd like to sell hand dyed and then it kind of got pushed to the side a wee bit and then I kind of remembered like yeah I wanted to do that so then I just you know started with a wee bit of testing like kind of deciding on the main bases I wanted to carry and it's really grown I mean now I'm sharing yarn ponies dye studio um so then it's so much better because before I was doing it in my kitchen and you know, the dye lots were maybe, it was like two in a batch, and I'd spend a long time doing it. And granted, I could do it in my pajamas, which was quite nice. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's it feels so good to be in like a proper dye studio. It feels more serious, more professional, mm-hmm. and the dye lots can then be kind of truer or match, mm-hmm. match more, which is great. So I'm so excited about that. So there's definitely more to come. Excellent. Absolutely. And your colours are so... Are these all your ones? Yeah, uh-huh. They're so bright. What, do you have any inspiration for in colours, or do you just sort uh, of... It's usually... I mean, I do like a lot of vibrant colours, mm. so that's that's mostly what I do. I like... Oh, you're <laughs> I'm attached now. Yes! <laughs> I really like really saturated... A lot of oh, really saturated colours. Yeah. Um, it's really all just colours I like that I do, and I, I like... I don't dislike any colors really so I just do all that I like and then they all kind of just vanish to go together somehow they, they really do I should ask this are any of your bases British yes um let's see well these ones here are that is silk and merino from the Falkland Lovely. and let's see then some of these <laughs> That's uh, British BFL. Oh, I love BFL. Uh, then this is Falklands Alpaca and Merino and wow, Nylon. that's lovely. Uh, this, is, this is British Merino. 100%. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Lovely. Oh, that's lovely. Any colour, really, as you say, is, is, is good. But these are lovely. Yeah. As you say, saturated. Yes. Ah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that orange. Yeah, I'm so into orange right now. Oh, yeah, that's this orange here. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Where, which pattern is that? That's brew. <gasps> Is that um, oh, Amanda? Pen. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. that's lovely. I like the edging on that, the different colour. Yeah, lovely. I thought, you know, I thought it'd be nice to have a little kind of pop of colour at the yeah. edge, and it's almost like iron blue, iron blue. It is. <laughs> I, I did that with uh, Ronis. I knit the edge a different colour. Oh, right, I used, yeah. Um, a, a very dark shit one for, for the main part, and then okay. a lighter. And it's, it's a really oh, nice contrast. Lovely, lovely. Um, I do have a kind of a problem I think with uh, 
following patterns exactly to the T. Yeah. Even though, you know, it's like I have a shop, I should, you know, even for samples and stuff, I should do it exactly as the pattern says, because then, you know, a lot of people can get turned off if they think there's too many changes, they think maybe they can't do it, or maybe they can't envision the kind of finished product as it's meant to be. So I should probably stick to the pattern. No, but I do that I do. as well. And I, yeah. and I always think, oh, my God, if I ever meet the designer and I'm wearing this, they yes. say, what have you done? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, like, I always I, want to make everything either way shorter, so way cropped, or I just make it into a dress. Yeah. So there's no in-between. <laughs> and you also you do the have a yarn and a designer of the, of the month, <gasps> yes. don't you? Yes, I do. So... I, I had originally envisioned that I would have both every month, mm -hmm. but actually then I was like, oh, that's going to be way too much work for me. So um, I actually alternate. So oh, yeah. it kind of, I think a lot of people don't realize that I do this, but yeah, I can't have both at the same time. So it's a yarn of the month and then a, um, a designer of the month. And do you have like a long list that you're working through or are you just... Well, I've got, I've got all of this year planned. So yeah. up until December and then I've got, you know, people and things in mind for next year already, but haven't like cemented that or anything. So um... and do you, um, are they designers that you've already knit their garments before or do um... you... Not, not always. Although I try and kind of introduce them in a way into the shop before their designer of the month. So maybe knit, knit a wee something of yeah. them as almost a preview, but don't say you know this is going to be designer of the month. That's excellent. But, you know, just kind of get them Bring in the it shop. Bring into their consciousness. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, and then really like feature them later. So. Yeah, that's yeah. excellent. And the yarns as well. You've got them all planned out as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, and then you know, for some of them, I'm like. Oh, is that that's so far away? Like I want it now. Do you want to do you want to do a little plug of your your yarn of the month this month? Oh, all right. Well, I've got Navia Trio right now, um, so I have it in the five in five colors. I I always go for vibrant colors as well. So I did pick two that are more of like a, a base sort of color if you're doing Fair Isle. So there's a nice navy and a nice kind of fawn brown, and then there's a really vibrant, really great turquoise and a really neon green of course and a nice bright purple um but i'm hoping to get some more colors in because this is actually a yarn that i am wanting to continue to stock you're online now as well yes yes oh my gosh that was just draining my soul you know trying to get i'm not i'm just not a very um technologically savvy person a lot of times i mean i'm quite pleased with myself that you know i can kind of keep up the blog and everything just please just punch but then you know trying to set up an online shop is a bit more work yeah and I didn't really know what I was doing and I just kind of kept putting it off I was like oh you know I'll do that that was like my autumn goal and then it was my new year's goal and then you know it didn't happen till you know not too long ago um but it's up I've still got things to put on there you know not I, I was like my main priorities to get up were the hand dyed and the cashmere mm. and then you know I've got some of the brigante up and the mohair and I've just been you know taking photos and just kind of getting it up gradually so it's you wouldn't know you're thing. not technologically savvy because your website and your blog are lovely They're it's, it's just all signal it's all farce it's all farce <laughs> it's all facade <laughs> yes <laughs> it's a lot of running around behind the scenes exactly exactly <laughs> But, um, oh, I really enjoy doing the blog, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, just part of my routine now. Ooh, I think we have a customer. <laughs> Do you get a lot of that? Do you get a lot of people coming in and saying, just wanting to know 
how do you do this or where do I find this or is this like this yeah I do and a lot of people are uh, a lot of people are confused by all the weights and everything which is why it's lovely that you know you can go into a yarn shop and you know ask so I you know I'm obviously always willing to help I can't if people are um, you know needing some knitting help Mm -hmm. that's fine but since I'm left-handed yes you know I don't do things right-handed so it's usually like okay you know pretend like you're looking in a mirror here (laughs) And, you know, do what I do. And, <laughs> but then we have the Knit Club as well. So I think if people are having problems and do they come here? more questions, it's at the Safari Lounge just out to the left. So it's like two minutes more down the road. Um, so we meet every week, which is great. So it's like Ginger Twist Knit Um, I started it before I had the shop. So it's called the Town Mouse Knitting Club. Aww. And we have that little mouse there, the stripy one in the window. Aww. She's our little mascot. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we've moved a couple of times. We were at a cafe on Leith Walk. And then we were at another pub around the corner. And then we've just gotten so big that we needed kind of a space of our own. So at the safari, they give us the whole back room. Oh, and wow. We can just kind of, How many of you are there? It's usually, I think last week was like 25. Wow. So it's grown quite a lot since I've opened the shop. That's I mean, amazing. We started off with like maybe five people meeting and... You know, it's just a nice thing for, I think, a Monday night. Oh, yeah. I have, I run the, we have a knit tonight at the library. And so we have about seven, and I thought that was quite a lot, but 25 oh. is huge. Oh, it's gotten <laughs> quite big. But um, oh, it's really nice. We have a really well-rounded group. It's like all ages, which is wonderful. That's good. Um, and all abilities, too. Absolutely. That's really yes. good. So then I've had quite a few gals tell me, we have a couple of males as well, which is good. That's excellent. Mm -hmm. Lovely to see that. Um, But I've had quite a few people tell me that, you know, maybe they haven't kind of persevered with their knitting sort of skills and career, but coming to a club, they feel like it's a support system in a way. So they can just try new things, you know, try Fair Isle and whatever. If they want to try and teach themselves... You know, if they get into a jam, then there's somebody to help. That's you know? amazing. That's really good. I think it's mostly it's mostly a social thing. But then, yeah. you know, if people have little problems or whatever, but it's not like a kind of thing where people come and it's like, you know, learn to knit and we will teach you. It's <laughs> just more of a social thing. But it's nice to have that support system in That's place. Great. I would love to get some guys to come to our knit night. That yeah. would be brilliant. But I don't know. Oh, if many men in Shetland knit, it would be nice. It'd be I nice to, to get teach my fiance to knit. And, yeah. Um, I even gave him like size eight needles yeah. to try eight millimeters. <laughs> even then, he was like, no, I don't know what to do with this, oh, but I'm not determined. I haven't even tried with my partner, but he's getting quite good about knowing about different types of wool. Yes, like, my what too. I like, you know, he's like, oh, that's a very nice color, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Great. I, um, at Christmas time, then he asked me what I wanted for Christmas. I was like, just get me some yarn. And he actually went even one better. He went um, and, and sourced some bodery. And he worried about it so much that this wasn't the right thing and it maybe wasn't the right weight. And it, you know, and then it was, and I, I thought that was so nice. He just sort of gone one extra and thought, oh, that's she, likes very sweet. she likes endangered breeds. So I'll yeah. try and get her something from that. I do have the, the Rare Breed Survival watch list on my pin board. Yes. So maybe yes. that was a good hint. <laughs> That's good. It's good. Yes, get them, let's get them trained. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just nice to be able to, you know, that I can talk about knitting with my partner. But not that he understands everything, but I think with most this of... With a nod. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think most of our conversations are like me, are knitting, 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 <laughs> knitting, crochet, yarn. And then he's like, cars, cars, computers, cars. <laughs> Okay, knitting. Okay, cars, cars. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. 
I think uh, Mind is quite quite happy now that he because he helps out with the podcast and things. Oh, and good stuff! So that and he helps out with the website. So. Oh, well, it's nice that he can be involved. So he's involved, someday. and every now and again he'll say, he'll lean over and he'll say, "PSL." <laughs> <laughs> like it's something really romantic and secret. <laughs> oh, that's great! For a oh. while, I thought it was just secret line code the knitters used to yeah. pass secrets on, but. <laughs> Sweet nothing. I know. (laughs) Hello, Miss Claire. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm free. Have a cake. Oh, I'm going to be having cake. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I've been been asked the questions. Now I'm getting up to touch things. Uh, Yes. 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 But I should say for the benefit of the tape. Oh, that sounds really policey, doesn't it? Oh. For the benefit of the yes. <laughs> Claire Devine has just walked in. <laughs> I was just saying that I, I've bought your book, but I haven't um, started oh. knitting with it yet. I'm really confused by things like, you look at a pattern, I just think, oh. <laughs> <laughs> So now I have this lovely how-to guide, step by step. It's good. Yeah, it's very thorough. Yeah, have you been doing any of the, uh, the classes here uh, based on your book? Mm, we did a heel. Yeah class the um heel shapes um yes because what what is an afterthought heel you knit a tube mm. i need to do so i can touch them with mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> it's allowed with kitty hands <laughs> um so essentially your sock looks a bit like that yeah so you like knit up or down mm-hmm. and then when you get here you like knit across with a piece of waist yarn mm-hmm. and then you slip all your stitches back and you carry on knitting so you have this little like rip cord, and then when you're finished, you unpick it, and then you've got live stitches on this yeah. side and live stitches on that side, and then you just knit. But it's no turning. No, and then you just knit. So out of this gap, because this is a bit, this is not an afterthought heel sock, but I'm not demonstrating this one. <laughs> out of this gap, you sort of knit something that looks a bit like that. Ah, oh! a little wedge, little wedge. I think that's the thing for me, you know. Or you can do a star heel, which is um. You take all your stitches off and then mm-hmm. you divide it into four and then you make like make like a little swirl. You know like um, the D pieces on a hat? hat? So it's kind of like that. What's an L shape? Yes, so it hasn't been blocked. Alright. At all. A swatchy so. business. We've got a little collaboration business on the on the fire right now. Ooh. More to be revealed. So that's a coming soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Watch the space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's achievable. I think so. I think that looks lovely. And it looks so nice with the silk and be draped mm. and flow and You're teasing. You always have that ideas. I feel like whatever you tell me, every time, whatever you say to me, I'm like, yes, that works. That's fine. <laughs> that sounds like the perfect partnership I can't wait to see yeah. what you guys are gonna do. <laughs> yes. I have to push for an exclusive. Oh, that's good. Oh the paparazzi. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to have any first birthday celebrations when that comes around? <gasps> well, I'm kind of planning. I've got something in the works as well. Ooh. But to be more, I know. It's, <laughs> I like to keep secrets. I do. I don't know. I've been teased about this as well. Like, oh, you know, like with whoa, the month and designer of the month. It's like I like to keep it's it a secret. It's good to keep an air of mystery. Yes, exactly. Yes. So there <laughs> is hopefully something special that's going to happen. And be more about as well Edinburgh Ooh. as well. So yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. 
So not just a regular old party. I you have to take some Brigantia, and then you will know the Brigantia loves. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. I think that's Brigantia has become more like my bread and butter yarn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I need this. I see it happens to the best of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need it. The Trust me. I hope you enjoyed that. I I really, really did. I had a great time meeting Jess and that lovely whirlwind that was cleared to mine. I can't recommend the shop highly enough. I'm going to put all the links on the show page. But Ginger Twist Studios is at 11 London Road in Edinburgh. Her online shop and blog are at gingertwiststudios.com and she tweets at gingertwistedi. For those of you interested in Claire's book, Sock Anatomy, and for everything Claire Divine, you can find that at www.yarnandpointysticks.com. You will have heard Jess dropping hints there about that Edinburgh event that was not just the usual kind of party. Well, that news has recently just been broken. Jess and Kathy of Kathy's Knits and May from Be Inspired Fibres are getting together to host Edinburgh's first yarn crawl. It's very exciting. It's called the Indie Borough Yarn Crawl. It's going to be on the 21st of June and there's more info to follow, but it sounds like it's going to be an absolutely cracking event. I will link to Jess's blog post about this. This is another lovely yarny string to Edinburgh's urban indie knit scene. I'm really, really pleased uh, that Edinburgh's getting its first yarn crawl and I can't think of three better ladies to, to be hosting it, actually. Three lovely ladies and I... Um, really look forward to hearing how that goes a huge thank you to Jess and Claire I had such a good time in your company I haven't laughed so much in ages and laughing heartily at the things I'd have to edit out <laughs> that weren't fit for broadcast <laughs> I really really appreciated your time especially Jess uh, who let me into your store on your half day on Wednesday and just let me set up my wonky tripod or try to set up my wonky tripod and uh, <laughs> attach myself to your hand dyed wool <laughs> Uh, so thank you so much to Jess and Claire and that's about it uh, for this episode I really want to say some other thank yous though before I go uh, to I hope I say this right Mustelid for my second iTunes review, thank you very very much for that um, also to Mandela UK, Spinning Lil Annie B Pearl and Loopy Lynn who all sent me lovely 
Ravelry messages from all over the world, Canada, Western Australia. I really, really, really appreciate any messages, comments uh, that you send me. Uh, I really appreciate you taking out the time to send me personal messages on Ravelry about how much you're enjoying the podcast. It means a huge amount to me. It really, really does. It just encourages me to do more, even though if you'd put up with my laughing and dodgy atmospheric sounds in the background. A big hello, of course, to all the lovely Knit British Ravelry group members. Also to Swamp Hens too, uh, who also sent me a lovely Ravelry message. And my swap partner in the Caithness Craft Collective, 100 Gram Swap, Suf in Denmark. I know you listen too. Hello to you. And thank you. Uh, Thank you all very much for listening and for recommending me and uh, rating and reviewing and clicking the star button and favouriting and sharing and retweeting. I really, really do appreciate it more than you ever know. That's that's it about it for another episode. As always, you will find me at www.knitbritish.net. I'm Lyra on Ravelry. I tweet at Louise B. Scully. All the links are on the show page on the blog at knitbritish.net. I'll see you next time. But until then, I'm going to grab my oars and steer my knitting right out of here. See you again soon. Bye-bye. Find out where we are with you.
Find out where we are with who 